Thank you for listening to this audio recording from the pastoral team at Church of the Redeemer, an Anglican church in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Redeemer, its ministry, or its mission, then visit us online at RedeemerGSO.org. Hey, who in here has already watched a Christmas movie this season? Anybody? Anybody? Wow, that's impressive right there. All right, is anybody in here willing to admit that you actually are a fan of the Hallmark movies? Anybody? Wow, there's, there's a lot of you. You know, I love a good emotional tearjerker as much as anybody in this room, I promise you that. But I just have never got to this point where I can really stomach a Hallmark movie. I'm just going to be honest with you. I feel like the reality of the Hallmark movie is... It's just, it's so far from my own reality. You know, it's just really incongruent with what I um, have begun to understand about how life actually works. You know, it seems like every year, about November 23rd-ish, Natalie and I will get together, we'll sit on the couch and we'll say, whew, last Christmas, last December was crazy. Like, it was insane. How, how can we make December uh, of this year better than last year? Because we feel like last year was just awful. So we have that conversation around, you know, November 23rd each year. And then around December 23rd uh, of each year, which was last night for us, um, it tends to always happen that we sit on the couch and the conversation kind of turns into an argument, which turned last night into a conversation, argument, a conversation, hug, pray time until about two in the morning, um, which is maybe why I look tired right now. Um, but during that, we have all this stress and exhaustion of wanting December to feel so amazing, you know, and wanting it to feel so special for our kids and wanting everybody to feel loved and have the right gifts for everybody. But that all that stress and pressure and busyness just comes crashing down on us and it just feels the opposite of a Hallmark movie. And so we watch these movies and we think this is what life should be like at Christmas time. And then our reality is really far away from that. And it feels more like a hurricane than a Hallmark movie. You know, I was talking with one of my good friends last week, and on the outside, it looks like he's got everything together. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's got a, a good-looking family. They have a good-looking Christmas card. He's got a good job. He's got good money. But we're talking on the phone, and, um, and he said, Drew, I'm just not sure if I know what it feels like to be happy. And, you know, maybe some of you can relate to that. Maybe some of you feel like, man, I long for life to feel more like a Hallmark movie. But, you know, just as Anna and Brandon just, just sang so beautifully, that first Christmas was really far from a Hallmark movie. You know, it, is, uh, it began with this unwed couple and an unplanned pregnancy. And they, you know, were forced to sleep outside with animals. And after their baby was born, they became refugees and had to run from their life from a homicidal king. And then the mom had to watch her son grow up and be betrayed by his friends, be mocked be spit on, be beaten, and then be crucified. And it felt nothing like a Hallmark movie. But, you know, the manger wasn't where the story really began. The great storyteller, the creator of the world, God himself, began the story in the very beginning when he spoke life into existence. Anybody know what the first four words that God said that's recorded in Scripture were? He said, let there be light. And I just so wish I could have heard it. 
Uh, I just long to know like what that would have sounded like. Imagine it wouldn't have been a whisper. I imagine it would have been this, this big, booming voice speaking light into existence from nothingness and from chaos. And God breathed life into the world when he said, let there be life. And then everything that follows in God's creative acts is possible because he first created light. You know, then he created these other things, and then he got to people. You know, all these things are good, but people are very good. And in his love, he told the people, Adam and Eve, the first ones, how to live in the light. But they chose to break God's laws and to break his heart and to run from the light. And instead, what they did was they hid in the darkness. And the truth is, we have all done the exact same thing. We have all run from the light and we have hid in the darkness. Think back over 2018 for yourself for a moment. Just just take a moment, reflect and pause, and just kind of think for a moment, what is a secret that I hid What's something that that I did in 2018 that I didn't want anybody to find out about? And maybe they didn't, or maybe they did. What's a trust that I broke in 2018? What's something that I chose to do that was running to the darkness and away from the light? You know, the darkness that we've experienced, if we're honest... We've also contributed to it. You know, it's by things that have been done to us and, and things that we've done. But the Bible calls it sin. And it's the sickness in our soul that's resulted in every one of us running away from God and running towards darkness. And the Apostle John recorded Jesus in John chapter 3. And Jesus was talking to this guy named Nicodemus. And, you know, that's where we get the famous John 3.16 verse from in this conversation. But three verses later in verse 19, this is what Jesus says from the message translation. Jesus' words, this is the crisis that we're in. God's light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. They were interested in pleasing themselves. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, they hate God's light and they won't come near it. And they fear a painful exposure. But y'all, that's our reality. You know, we are in this crisis. We are stuck in the darkness. But the darkness that we live in is not overcome by a candle. It's not overcome by a flashlight. The darkness that we live in in 2018 is overcome by a person. And tomorrow morning on Christmas Day, we get to celebrate that 2,000 years ago, the God of the universe put on skin and he moved into our world through a person, through the person of Jesus Christ. Because we know from John 8, 12, what Jesus is recorded as saying of himself, I am the light of the world. And similar to that very beginning in creation, when God said, let there be light. In John 1, 5, it's recorded that that very first Christmas day was the day that light shined again in the darkness. But why did that happen? Why did the God of the universe humble himself to be born of a baby? In order to answer that question, I'd love to ask you to use your imaginations. You know, Christmas time is a good time to kind of become a child again and, and use our imaginations. And for a lot of us grown-ups in the room, imagination kind of feels silly or it feels like something we shouldn't do anymore. But it really is a gift that God has given us that allows us a lot of times to, to feel in places that we haven't felt in a long time. So as much as you're able, I'd love for you to just use your imagination. Try to picture yourself as you looked when you were five years old. If it helps you to close your eyes, you can. But just imagine what you looked like when you were five years old. What was your haircut like? What were you wearing? I want you to try to picture yourself somewhere that was a really great place for you to be. Somewhere you really enjoyed being. 
And picture yourself holding one of your parents' hands and walking with them and feeling loved and cherished by them. Just you know, look up at your parent and remember what they look like and remember their eyes looking down at you. Now imagine what it would be like if y'all are holding hands in that moment and you got taken from them and you got led away and locked in this dark room with no windows. Imagine how terrified as a five-year-old you would be. Imagine how terrified your parents would be. How would you feel? How would they feel? You know, just as a parent would long to rescue their child who was locked in darkness, so our God, our Heavenly Father, longed to rescue us. He longed to be with us. And his heart was broken, y'all, that we were stuck in this darkness, so much so that God did the unthinkable and set his great rescue plan in motion. He became one of us, and God, the light of the world, entered into our darkness. And it was that very darkness and sadness that many of us feel now around the holidays shows us the very reason that Christmas was necessary in the first place. The very reason that God came, because the darkness was desperate for the light. Maybe you feel that this season. Maybe you feel like, I long for the darkness to go away and for the light to come in. And that's what was happening in the first Christmas. And that is what is going to happen again and what we long for, for Jesus to come back and make all things right. But you see, the difference in the God of the Bible and the difference in Christianity and all the other religions is where other religions say we've got to be good enough to get to God. We've got to climb the ladder of our good works and we've got to get our act together. But Jesus said, I want to come to you. I'm going to come into your darkness. I want to be with you. Instead of us trying to reach God, the true story of Christmas is the account of God humbling himself enough for the light to come into the darkness. I mean, doesn't it sound really ludicrous to y'all that tonight probably a third of the world is getting together to worship a God who took on the form of a baby and was born in a barn over 2,000 years ago? I mean, that's crazy, unless it's true. But Jesus didn't just come into the world so that we could have this sentimental holiday where we eat candy canes and go shopping on Black Friday. And seeing our, you know, Christmas carols just to feel warm and fuzzy. No, he came in the world for something so much bigger than the warm and fuzzy and the sensationalism and what we want to feel on a night like this. He came in the world to actually bring light into the darkness. The one who created light itself stepped into our darkness to take that darkness into his own body. I mean, if you're a parent and you're here tonight and you could imagine your own child locked in that darkness just screaming and crying, what would you do if you were the parent? You would do whatever it took to get to your kid and to flip on that light switch. And that's just what Jesus did. He didn't just bring the light through his birth. He came to destroy darkness once and for all. And so 33 years after that first Christmas, he did it. It is finished. He said on the cross, he paid for all of our darkness and all our sin, and gave us all of his light, and exchanged it in a way that we did not deserve. But why the cross? I mean, is darkness really that bad? Are we, or is it maybe more just like twilight, or are we really stuck in this complete darkness? I mean, don't we have a little bit of light apart from him? Is sin really that big of a deal? Well, if you've ever been stuck in darkness, 
you might be able to understand why God so longed to shatter it with the light of Jesus. Maybe some of you this year have been lied to significantly by someone that you trusted. If so, you might be able to understand why sin and darkness breaks God's heart so much. If you've been betrayed this year, then maybe you know why God so longed to free his children. Maybe this is a year where you felt bullied or mocked or made fun of or left out or gossiped about. And if so, you know why sin breaks God's heart. Maybe this is a year where you gave your body away and your heart went with it. And you know why sin breaks God's heart. If you've ever heard your parents fighting in the room next door, or you've heard your kids screaming at each other, then you know why the darkness breaks God's heart and why he longs to bring light into it. If you've ever been trapped in an addiction that you just cannot beat on your own, no matter how hard you try, and you just feel stuck in the darkness of that addiction, and you hate it, and you long to be free, then you can maybe understand why the God of the universe would put on skin and die on a cross. Because as a parent longs to be with their child and to free them from the darkness, so God longs to be with us. If you want to know what a, if you want to know what a judge thinks about a crime, then you look at the punishment that the judge gives the crime. And if you want to know what God thinks about sin and darkness, then you look at the cross. God saw the wars that we're fighting with our armies. He saw the battles that we're fighting with our words in our kitchens and in our dens. And so in turn, he sent his only son to become and be our prince of peace. God saw the hurt and the suffering that his children had endured. And so he sent his only son to endure it on our behalf, to bear our wounds so that by his stripes we are healed. God saw the shame that we carry. He saw our anxiety He saw the darkness where we hide, and so he sent his only son to shine a light into that darkness. And in John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to his friends and to everyone who was listening, and he said, I am that light. I am the light of the world, and here's my promise. Whoever follows me will no longer walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What an unbelievable, undeserved gift that our God has given us. Jesus being the light of the world, when he says, I am the light of the world, means that there is nothing else that is the light of the world. There is no other light other than Jesus. Those are options. We can live the Jesus life, like Alan was talking about down here with the kids, or we can live the darkness life. There's no alternative. There's no in-between. There's no twilight. We have no other hope. Nothing else can rescue us from the darkness, but we do have hope in Christ. Money will fail you. No matter how much you have, you will always long for more, and it will never give you what you hope and long for. Fame will fail you no matter how many followers you have on any of your social media accounts, no matter how many friends you have, no matter how many people like you, it will never quench your thirst to be loved. Your children, your family, your spouse, they will fail you. They are never going to be perfect. They are never going to be faithful to you. Only Jesus is going to be faithful to you. And our attempt to put our faith in those things is futile. It is called, it's what the Bible calls darkness and sin. And it's us putting our hope in something that will never, ever give what it promises. So how do we step out of that darkness and experience the light? 
Well, first, we got to confess that we are stuck in the darkness. I mean, what would it look like for you, instead of just Christmas being about Christmas presents and traditions and family, what would it look like for you for tonight and this weekend to, to really become this experience where you have, where you say, God, 2018 for me was stuck in darkness, and I long to be rescued for that. I'm locked in that room, and I need you to come get me out. And you confess with your lips and with your heart and with your mind and say, I am in the darkness and I need your light. And Jesus, I believe that you are the light of the world. No one has done for me what you have done for me. And Lord, I want to walk in that light. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to come out of shame and come out of my hiding and come out of darkness and step into the light because your light is good and it is healing. And then I want to worship you, Jesus, because there is no one like you. I want to enjoy your goodness. You know, when we sing, Oh, Holy Night, we sing a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. Are you weary? Has it been a year full of weariness for you? Well, then listen to the next part of the song. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. The light of the world longs to break into your life and to shine his light on your darkness. Fall on your knees and worship him. We encounter the light of Christ as we focus on him and worship him. There is light and there is hope and it's not a candle. It is a person and his name is Jesus. After we receive communion in just a moment tonight, we are going to have a time together where we do light candles as we do every year and and sing Silent Night together. But what if instead of it just being a sentimental thing tonight, as you received this light that is passed to you, What if you believe Jesus' words that he is the only true light of the world and your only hope, your only joy, your only peace, your only love? And what if, as you receive that light that's passed to you, you invited the light of Christ to overcome that darkness? Last Sunday, I was driving to church and, you know, it had snowed the week before and snow was still all on the ground on Friday and Saturday. It had begun to melt a little bit. And when I woke up Sunday morning to drive here, it was like all the white had turned to green. And all the snow had melted away. And it was interesting to look and to see how long it had been there and just to think, man, the sun must be pretty powerful in order to melt the light. And I was talking with Hunter about it, and he said, did you know that, you know, sunlight can melt snow and ice even when the temperatures are below freezing, even when it's below 32 degrees outside, that the sunlight can melt the snow because of the radiation? Some of you tonight feel like your hearts are surrounded by ice. You feel like you are trapped in this callousness of like, man, I've done Christmas for 50 years this way, and I'm not experienced the light of Christ. I've done church all year long. I've gone, you know, when I'm in town, and I haven't really experienced the light of Christ. I'm not really sure that he's powerful enough to melt through my my hard ice around my heart. Let me tell you, because of the cross and because of the resurrection, because we have a God that is alive, he is, and he longs to melt the winter that surrounds your heart, and to free you from that. If you feel trapped in the winter, know that God longs to shine his light into your life. Just pray and say, God, free me from the darkness and melt my heart of stone. Because the good news of Christmas is that the light has come to shine in the darkness and that the dawn will always beat the night. Amen.